0: It's Sylvie.
1: Hi, hello. Um, this is Sylvia from The Daily with Phil Stein, and author of having another amazing author. I got to meet her briefly, uh, but I heard a lot of good things about her through the Great Lakes Book Bash in, uh, that happened in Michigan, and I have the pleasure of introducing her now. This is S.F. Uh, Benson, correct? That's your author name?
0: Yes, it is. S.F. Benson. Um, anyone out there who is familiar with my Facebook page you might also know me as Chantella Um, either way I'll answer either way but uh, it's great to be here Sylvia Um, it was a pleasure meeting you in Kalamazoo Michigan is my home state and I actually graduated from Western Michigan in Kalamazoo so any chance I get to go back there I so appreciate it just like I appreciate the chance to get to know you Sylvia and your audience better oh
1: thank you so much I I do appreciate you saying those kind words, thank you so much, uh, S.F. Benson. And, and like I said, you know, we—I got to meet her through the Great Lakes Book Bash in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Her husband's from Michigan, so it was a great way to go down there as well. And I got to meet a great set of amazing authors. A shout out to Rachel Brownwell who started all of this for us when we went to this great event. And I met Chantella. I got to talk to her briefly, but she was very, always very busy during the event. <laughs> So, you know, she's got a lot of great books, but I don't want to take up uh, any more of of the time, you know, because I want our listeners here on Anchor on the Daily Whistle Stein to know you, as you said. So thank you for being here tonight and taking the time. And why don't you tell us about yourself?
0: Well, uh, I am an author of speculative fiction, which is the type of fiction that you think about dystopian or paranormal, the kind of fiction that makes you go, hmm, it always answers that what if question in life. Uh, I write for young adult and new adult. And... Uh, just started this year, believe it or not. Uh, October was the first time I put it out. Uh, I'm also writing under a pen name. I'm writing erotic romance under the pen name Nadira Fox. So if you like your romance a little darker, a little steamier, you're going to want to look up Nadira Fox. But uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's something that I, I've challenged myself yeah. to do. So it was like, uh, actually, it's quite fun writing it. But I do, I just sure. enjoy writing just about anything. Um, love reading. That's where it all started. I like to read those good books. It always answers those questions for you that just makes you go, hmm. So I just had to do that for myself to say, okay, what could I write that would make people question, just want to know more about it. So that's how I got interested in writing.
1: Oh, wow. That's, that's, no, that's wonderful. You know, you told us you graduated from Western Michigan. And then, then of course you say that you write all types of dystopian and yas and i think you mentioned you have two sites you know that you write for young readers and you also have that site for more you know steamier romance right uh, under under a different name and what was the other name you gave for the author
0: the Um, fox
1: okay so so those of you that you know she and it's amazing that you like you said you mentioned reading was a big part of it so was that um like from the beginning as a when you started was did you always know you wanted to write?
0: Uh, pretty much. Uh, by the time I got to high school, though, I pretty much cemented in my head that, yes, I wanted to be a writer. I just didn't have an idea that I was going to end up being a writer of fiction. I ended up going into communications and journalism and figured I would be a broadcaster. I'd be a reporter. But I always enjoyed just trying to come up with my own little stories. It's like in high school, I actually tried writing a soap opera once. It's like, Oh my, that was,
1: <laughs> that was tragic. Uh, i same boat, and we'll talk more about that on another show. But, um, I, I also love writing soap
0: operas, <laughs> yeah. That, that comes from when you grow up watching soap operas, you have a tendency to, to write those things that you either read or you see a lot of. So, fortunately, I didn't stick with that, but I did continue attempting to write. I just didn't attempt publishing anything until uh, two years ago, um, actually, a year ago, um, I started. I wrote a book in 2015 and published it in
1: 2016. Wow. So it's recent. It's very recent.
0: Yeah. um, I have a a grown daughter. My daughter's 22, so I don't have any little children around the house that I've got to keep up with. So I have lots of time to write. So in 2016, I wrote my first two books, uh, my dystopian thriller, Regress and Rescue. It's part of a six-part series. And then this year... I, believe it or not I put out five more books <laughs> so I, I wrote um, two more books in the dystopian yes. and then I put out uh, paranormal romance as well
1: yes oh wow so you have a diverse it uh, seems like you have a lot of uh, like different uh, Like I would say would you classify it as different types of genre that you write because um, you, you write different types of books and of course, you like those those uh to to ask like may, may, keep the reader thinking correct I think yes I
0: that. yes, uh, well, they're both dystopian and paranormal romance It's two different genres, um uh, both targeted toward either y a or n a and um. I kind of got more sucked into the paranormal. I got the one series going for dystopian, and then I planned on just writing the two books, Cursed Hearts and Blessed Hearts, or Paranormal Romance. And then readers got back with me and said they like the characters, and they wanted to know more about those secondary characters. And so for 2018, I have got a new series spinning off of that duology, and it will be another Falls Creek Romance it's supposed to be six books. Uh, I just came up with two more stories. So it's going to be about eight books in that series. And it's no, just...
1: It, no, Go sorry. ahead. I, I was going to say, that's very popular right now with the young people. You know, they they really they really love that. Like, The Hunger Games came out and all of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, And, you know, so it's really... That, that, that's something really interesting so you were and you were finishing up about your book sorry about that I didn't mean to interrupt I just wanted to touch base that that's something that's very uh you said well now I have about eight well look at J.K. Rowling's with the Harry Potter books you know yes
0: yeah. <laughs> yes um I actually have a fantasy that I'm, I've got coming out too in 2018 uh it's uh, a gender flip on Cinderella and what? it's It's a little time travel. It starts out in the Victorian era and then it fast forwards into, uh, our time period before it goes back again. So it's all, it's a rags to riches type story, but it's my gender flip on Cinderella. So, um, I'm looking forward to that come out. That was really fun to write. Uh, that will probably be the only different book that I write next for 2018. The rest, like I said, I've got, um, I'm putting out another of my dystopian series will come out toward the end of 2018. And then it will be just the paranormal romance books. And there's going to be another Nadir Fox book toward the end of 2018, which is another paranormal uh, romance involving a, an ancient deity. I like writing about mythology but i don't want to use the same mythological figures that's been done all the time and so the first Nadira fox book was about uh the ancient egyptian deity amun ra and his wife amunet and so the shadow love coming out will be about uh an aztec deity and one of the goddesses during that period so um yeah they're set in contemporary times but it's involving oh,
1: that, that sounds fascinating it's like i was gonna ask you do you find because of course you you know your characters do you find um that you have to do a lot of research for these uh types of books you want to write to make sure the story comes through because it sounds like you're you know very um these stories sound like like for readers to you know you have a variety of of different things you write for, and it's all about, appeals to many different uh, types of, 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 of readers. You know, it's not just yes. one reader. You, you, is that what your whole goal is? Like, did you ever think that that would be, like, something that you would do that would create, like, different types of readers? What was the, when you first initially started writing these stories, what motivated you to write them?
0: Well, uh, my very first story, Regress, the dystopian one, that actually came from a dream. I had a dream about cloning and this girl who did not want to be part of that and at the time, uh, I'm from originally from Detroit and at the time uh, you were getting a lot of information over the internet talking about how uh, Detroit was falling apart and they were showing you pictures of the different abandoned buildings and I kept thinking what if that abandonment happened because of a war oh. and so that spun off and to the whole dystopian series. So I used that as the motivator that got that series going. Uh, As far as the paranormal romance, uh, Cursed Hearts was the first one that I did. That started because I'd always wanted to do some kind of take on Romeo and Juliet, but I didn't want to do it with normal people. So I used paranormal and came up with a story that was centered around a teenage succubus and a vampire.
1: Oh, wow.
0: So, and they have this the rivalry going. I came up with the entire fictitious town of Falls Creek, New York, and in that town, supernaturals live amongst humans, but most humans don't know that they're there. Only the founding families are aware that supernaturals are there, and they have their rules, and one of their rules is that none of the supernaturals can date each other. It's like you can't date outside of your species, so they only want vampires for vampires and werewolves for werewolves. But here you had this crossing of species, and they had to fight for their love. So that was the the Romeo and Juliet, West Side Story type of thing that I came up. (laughs) (laughs) And then um,
1: a mixture of different. That's so fascinating. Oh my goodness. I got to get, get, get your books now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good. Please do. Uh, the spinoff on that. Now, Cursed Hearts is YA. Yes. So the spinoff on that was Blessed Hearts. And Blessed Hearts is for new adults. And yes. that one was about her brother. Because you know what happens when you stand up and say you would never, ever, ever fall in love. Well, of course, you're going to fall in love. Yes. And so he fell in love. He was an incubus who fell in love with a female genie known as a Janiyah. And he actually had to go to hell to rescue her in order to be with her so i i kind of ex- put a little bit more it's a little bit juicier that one because it's new adult but out of the two that one's my favorite story and then yes. it just spins off into all the other uh characters that are in uh cursed hearts and blessed hearts so um, and that's where we get the whole another Falls Creek romance series, and you find out about all the secondary characters that happened.
1: Yes. Oh my goodness, that's like I said, you have a variety of many different characters. But you know, you said that, that you know, some come to you in a dream. Is it? Do you find yourself planning your stories like that one came up from a dream? A lot, a lot of these, but a lot of it, do you like pl- plot out, or is it just? as you get on the typewriter or the the computer? The,
0: the first the, the book, or? my first book, I was, I did not really plan that the way that I should have. Um, okay. I I got stuck in planning. And so I did that one during what's called NaNoWriMo, uh National Novel Writing Month in, in November. And so that one, I ended up not planning as thoroughly as I wanted to. But after that, I started planning so now I'm I'm good at plotting my stories before I actually start writing them
1: okay yeah because that happens like people ask me about national novel month it's good that you touched on based on that for me it was at first I was trying to get the 50,000 words I don't know if that happened to you the first year you started it was all about that but then I Mm -hmm. edit while I was trying to write so I don't know if and I didn't do so well the first year 2013 was when I just kind of let the words flow and it was a mess, but I got it done. But the goal is to get yourself to write. Would you agree with me on that? Like when you did that, did you finally start realizing it's great to finish, but it's also more about getting yourself to, to write your novel or work on your story?
0: For me, it was more or less uh, getting getting away from the idea of thinking I needed to make something perfect okay if that makes sense yes so um I did it the first time was in 2015 and so I actually sat there and I told myself it's like well you know what this isn't about perfection this is about getting words on paper mm-hmm. yes. and as long as I kept that in mind I was good and it's like I've each time I've done it this is I just did uh, again this year each time I've done it I've hit my 50,000 But what I've been doing is to push myself. The last two times, I pushed myself to get that fifty thousand done sooner than thirty days. Yes. Yes. Because it's not about perfection. It's like right now, it's called get the words on on the paper, get something down. Yes. And then put it away. Yes. It's like I don't look at it again. It's like once it's done, it's done. I put it up and let it sit. For however time is going to sit because I've got everything I've got a schedule for 2018 and so all my books I've written that I need to except for I think about two or three for next year and I've been using that premise of write as much as you can in a month get it all down and then put it away and let it sit for two three maybe four months or more and then come back and then now you're putting the the polish on things you're getting it to, to sound the way that you need it to yeah so that's what Nano nanowritemo has taught me yes. not so much that I just I need to write it's yes. to take the idea of perfection because I'm a perfectionist and yes. so Nano nanowritemo for me is just take off the gloves and just write just the get print, it done
1: enjoy and enjoy it enjoy the writing exactly, exactly. you're correct <laughs> that you touch on everything that I've been trying to say about it that you know it's good to get yourself out there like you said work on it but I love the premise of what you said you write you you write it before you finish you you let it sit and Mm -hmm. then back and then you you start with your schedule for 2018 what what comes next
0: right right
1: that's awesome that I think that that that's important for a lot of these listeners here on our our show the daily the, the those that are tuning in for those that don't know about you know now that they're listening to you an author that has written uh, several books already um you know what like i said what what were if you for them like what advice would you give them if you could give them any of advice that has worked for you
0: i would truly say don't stop writing it's like find time however you need to whether it's just a few minutes in your day or if you you do have more time that you can sit down and actually write for me the worst thing I ever did was to stop writing it's like the last thing I wrote before my first book was over 20 years ago it's like I I just stopped because I figure I can't do this I didn't have any faith in myself and I figured I I really sucked as a writer so I just stopped When what I needed to do was to educate myself and just to keep writing because the more you write, the better you get.
1: Yes. We're we're our worst critics. I I, I know I'm the same way when I write something, and you have to keep, you know, you have to keep motivating yourself, correct? Like, yes. You have to. Yeah, to learn to take correct or or learn to, to deal with it.
0: well yeah you've got you got to be able to accept the criticism but you also need to educate yourself when you if if there are book signing events in your town if there are conventions that you could get to you should go to those you should read you have to read read from the greats and I'm not saying oh well there aren't any indie greats it's like no read from everyone but read from the five-star reviews to the one-star reviews. Read everything because even in reading a poorly written book, you're going to find, okay, this is how you write a bad story. You don't want to repeat that. But if you just continue to read and go to your library, you don't have to spend tons of money if you don't have the money. Just go to the library, check out great books. If you want to read young adult, great. If you want to write young adult, you have to read it. If you want to write romance, you have to read it. Whatever you want to write, eventually you have to start off reading it so that you know what works, what doesn't work, what appeals to you, what doesn't appeal to you. And then you start getting an idea, maybe doing writing prompts. If you follow Pinterest or anything, you go on Pinterest, there's always writing prompts. Take a prompt, turn it around. If you think you wanna write paranormal and there's a writing prompt about an old person, make that old person a vampire make them a werewolf make them someone who wishes they could die but they can't die and just keep playing with it until you can really perfect it and then you're like okay now i think i have something and then say am i ready to show it to someone that you trust
1: yes yes exactly you know and you and that's one thing i was going to ask fairly and you kind of hit 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 all the the things i wanted to ask you as far as uh on the aspect of writing you know like what like writing prompts are so so influential for writing like I know that when people say oh I have writer's block I don't know what to do next a writing prompt will help you yes create, like you said, make the old person a vampire or whatever it is that you're trying to write of uh, whatever genre that you're trying to focus on I can't tell you how many times a picture, a Pinterest, like I create mm-hmm. uh, these little collages for my stories. Like I did chasing clarity. I picked up a bunch of things that related to the characters on Pinterest because I learned that from another author from the UK. Shout out to her. Um, uh, Chrissy Parker. Mm-hmm. She, she did the like Pinterest, like what you were saying about trying to get yourself to, to, you know, learn from the greats. you know, um, From the one-star reviews to the five-star reviews, read, uh, go to the library. All those things are so influential in how you become a better writer, correct?
0: Exactly. Yeah. If you don't read, it's like, why are you writing? You've you've got to read. It's just like, you know, an artist who paints in order to find your style. You need to go to museums. You need to check out who did what before you so that you can say, okay, now I'm learning. I can develop my style.
1: Yes, very, very good. You should write your own book. I, I think you <laughs> for that, I think uh, if I, because I, I, I love uh, doing writing tip shows. Um, if I ever do one, I, I may call you again and say, "Hey, SF, do you have any advice on this?" Because I, I like to use different writing books and give examples for our readers that are listening or people are just listening. And I like to give writing advice on things that I feel will influence them. Or give any tips that will help them develop a better manuscript or hey, anything. It you
0: know? doesn't hurt to put that out there. And a good majority of what I've learned, I've either learned going through conventions or joining different writers' groups on Facebook, uh, friends with other authors. It's like, especially those who. I mean, I'm, off, I'm friends with authors who are at the same stage I am, I'm at, those who are maybe not at the same stage, and then those who are way advanced than I am. And I, I ask them. If I have a question, I ask. It's like, hey, how did you do this? How did you you get this? How did you, you figure this out? Because yes. they've already done it, so why not learn from them?
1: Yes, exactly, exactly. And it's true. It's true. You, you've got to help. You know, it's, it's like at the Great Lakes Book Bookmash, I noticed... You were, you know, I didn't get to talk to you very long, but I noticed a lot of the authors came around you, like you were always being very helpful. You had a lot of people all the time, I noticed from a far away, but I could tell you're very personable. You like to help others. Thank you. You Would you say that I was correct in that?
0: Yeah, I got a big mouth. I like to talk.
1: (laughs) There's no way I'm going to be someplace and not talk.
0: But, uh, I mean, that's what I did. I went to uh, my very first convention, Uh, Utopia. It's no longer in existence, but I did it in 2015. Um, And I went there with the intention that I was going there to learn. Okay. Yeah. I, I purchased tons of books, of course, but I went there with the intention of learning. I took as many of the seminars and workshops that were offered and mm-hmm. I just introduced myself to so many people. I had people saying to me, I was like, Oh, I thought you've done this before because you, you seem to know a lot of people. It's like, no, I got a big mouth. I talk to everyone. It's but like why go why go to, why go to done, that though.
1: that's that's how you get it done though. You but know?
0: why go to an event? I mean what we do you do in basically a little box you sit and you write in a box you don't go to a place and you write with a ton of other people you do it within a box and so when you get that chance to go out in the public and meet people you have to be willing to open up you have to be willing to talk to potential readers it's like they're they're going to become your readers because of how you've introduced yourself how you introduce your books If you're sitting back and not talking, then that's going to be a sale that's going to walk right past you, whether they buy today or whether they buy in the future. So you have to be in this, if you're going to do this, especially if you want to do it as a self-published author, you have to be willing to step up and talk. You have to be willing to meet people.
1: Yes, I agree. I agree. You, you said it and and for me, the Great Lakes Book Bash was the big event that I had never been to. It was my first small event here in North Carolina, a, a very small event thanks to another author, Lori for, uh, Bernie Fogarzi. For and it was. And I learned a lot from that little event here, the local authors. And then I went to the Great Lakes Book Bash in Michigan, and I got to meet a larger spectrum of, of authors of uh, a lot of you and you all were very gracious and very kind and I like you said, you learn and and what 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 do I do next on my next event? And I did try to ask some questions and that's why I went around and tried to meet most of you and I got to even though I didn't interact with you, I got to you know tell you, oh can I connect with you on Facebook and and do this and that And I think that also helps you like when you kind of interact and like you said especially when you're an indie author like we are, you know it 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 doesn't hurt to kind of keep learning right
0: it doesn't it doesn't hurt at all
1: exactly now as far as your writing um uh ss um what do you as far as um like do you find yourself writing notebook paper or do you get on the computer right away when you create uh, like start plotting your ideas are you still like old school where you get the paper and pen or, or carry a journal in case you get an idea? Are you that type of author or does it just come to you?
0: I'm a little of, of everything. I have tons of notebooks. Um, uh-huh. I keep a notebook in my purse. I also have an app on my phone so that if I get an idea, I can jot it down if I don't have access to a notebook. Um, usually when I plot, I start out on the computer because I have a chart that I've, I've created that I automatically start filling in those things, start making up my outline. If I, if it's based on a character, then I want to start looking up that character. I will go and start looking up pictures. I create a Pinterest board for every story. Um, the Pinterest boards, they stay um, secret until the book is published. So for everything that's published, you can always go to my Pinterest board and see those things and see that. I come up with uh, images for that character, uh, who they interact with, what their world looks like, where they live, uh, things that they might enjoy. I create uh, my Spotify playlist because I always do a playlist for yeah. all of my, my books. So I start creating those tunes. It's like, okay, what what does this character like to listen to? So I do a lot of interaction on the computer before I actually start writing. But uh, the plotting and everything, I try to do that within the computer. Uh, I use Scrivener uh Scrivener uh software and so I do a lot yep. of uh setting it all up so that it's ready and then I have my notebooks because I make notes during the day it's like I might be uh, doing something else but I'll I'll get an idea and so I start making those notes up and that goes into the notebook um because so I have a binder it's a binder and then a notebook whatever notes i've come up with that i have in the computer then i print those out so that i basically make a little bible for each story oh nice. and then i started something new uh rachel brownell has a planner that she has for authors and so i have a planner inside each the binders so that i can oh. come up with a basically a marketing plan And I give myself my deadlines. Everything is in this binder. So I can just grab it for whatever book I'm working on. I can just grab that and go to my laptop, take that wherever I need to. And that's my my work for the day. And as I switch into something else, because I work on more than one project at a time, I can close out a binder, grab the next one. If something is a short story that doesn't have a binder, then it has folders. And I have labeled folders for each thing.
1: Wow. Wow. That that's that's so organized. Like I can see you with all your binders and the dividers and the, the different little. It's kind of like when you put sticky notes. Exactly. On, you know, it's like the is <laughs> full of sticky notes. Like this is file whatever, and this is the note I put. Mm-hmm. It. It, it, but it makes it easier, doesn't it? Like what you said, like the preparation you have. Obviously, a very that, that sounds like a very organized person because, um, like we said about the playlist. And I was just going to ask you, is music a big part of your writing? Because I know for me it is. And what type of music does it, it... Is it a different type of genre depending on what you're writing? Or do you uh, stick to specific it, uh, type of It music?
0: depends on the book. It's not even the genre. It's the book and the characters. Okay. Uh, if I'm okay. writing someone who might be badass, there's going to be a lot of hip-hop on that uh, soundtrack. But if it's a love story... You're going to get love songs on there. So it's going to be a mix, but it's going to be what I envision each character would like. So that yes. there are certain songs that it's like, okay, yeah, that's their theme. It's like when I'm writing that type of scene, I got to be listening to that one song because that yes. that's their song.
1: Yeah exactly so
0: all my playlists there you can't say that any it's just one genre or one type of music on each playlist uh I even have playlists that include classical music because I had characters that were like oh I'm into classical music so I've got to have classical music on there too
1: yes yes exactly exactly like for me it's always like like I love musical scores. I don't know if you do that like I like to listen to depending on what story it is or if it gets more dark, I listen to, like, uh, sometimes, you know, not heavy, heavy rock, but sometimes I do. It depends on the character and how dark it's going on. Like, when you see a movie or a show, they'll start playing the music in the background. I kind of envision it like a film playing. Is that what you do? Like, when you're writing your scenes, kind of, it's like a uh, like a scene from a movie that's playing out? Sometimes.
0: Sometimes. Cool. It, it really depends on what that scene is. Yeah. Uh, but usually it's just you know the music, it, whatever the song is, it will put me in the mood for whatever it is that I'm I'm doing. So, um, you know, for instance, when I was doing uh, this last one, "Worth the Fight," uh, which is uh, a paranormal romance, this is a spinoff for uh, Edwina Devereaux and Hank Richards. She's a vampire slash witch hybrid, and he is a were Panther. Uh, he always calls her Angel. It's like it, that that's his nickname for her. That's his, She's his Angel. And so there is an Anita Baker tune, Angel. And, yeah. and it was redone by Layla Hathaway. So I've got both versions. And when it's like, okay. whenever I hear that, depending on which version, it's like, okay, this might be a bedroom scene with them because it's that version. Or it's just a scene that was very emotional between them so it's it's the other version but whenever yeah. I write that it's like oh shoot I gotta listen to Angel I gotta and I'll play it over and over and over and over again until I get that scene the way that I need it so sometimes yeah it's it's like that okay you know that tune that you hear in the movie where it's like Jaws is like oh yeah here comes the shark you, you've heard the music <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> da-da, da-da. <laughs> yeah. but I was gonna say and um as far as your books, because you say you've been working on some books, how many books overall do you have? And where can your uh, people that, uh, you know, of course, your fans, your your or people, the readers that follow you, and those new people that are listening now, the 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 new readers or listeners right now on anchor, where can they find your books?
0: Okay, uh, there's seven books all together
1: six are under sf
0: benson and they are all exclusive to amazon and so you can get those on kindle uh there's the dystopian series and it's the alliance chronicle series that's the overall name of that the first book is regress then it goes to rescue release and rebel is the latest one so that's four books in the alliance chronicles two more coming out all available on amazon and then uh, I have my Paranormal Romance under S.F. Benson. It's the Hearts Duology, Cursed Hearts and Blessed Hearts, also available on Amazon. And then the Nadira Fox story um, is called Delivering Sin. And that is available Amazon, iBooks, and um, Barnes & Noble.
1: Okay. Okay. And that's Dira Fox's The Other Art. Right. Nadira.
0: N-A-D-I- R-A-H and then Fox with two X's
1: okay okay, okay. so and, and where can um, they find you like do you have a website yes. or an email yeah. or Facebook that you can give us
0: yes my website is simply author sfbenson.com and then uh, you can also get the uh, Deer Fox's blog through that site as well I have a link on the site for that I'm also on Facebook and it's uh, when you put in the Facebook address you put in Benson SF it's how it it comes up or just search SF Benson
1: Benson.
0: I also have a readers group on Facebook Uh, you can request um, it's a closed group but it's SF uh, Sensational Readers so it's SF Apostrophe S Sensational Readers Okay. And then Nadira Fox also has her own uh, Facebook page.
1: Okay. Okay. So there. So there you. Ha- now, do you have like an email if people want to sign up for a newsletter? Yes.
0: So, uh, you have- the email for SF Benson is sfbenson at author sfbenson Okay. It- so
1: it's sfbenson at author Correct. That would be the. Right.
0: Yeah, that's right, and that's the email, and you can reach Nadira through there as well. <laughs> I speak with Nadira; she's a separate person. Sometimes she acts like it. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm also on Twitter, uh, Benson Chantella. Okay. And so Benson Chantella. Yes, and yeah. I'm also on
1: Instagram.
0: So I'm am a little bit over everywhere. But if you go to my website, you can yes. see all of
1: that. Oh, that that's amazing, and. Like I said, um, and another question I had before we let you go also is on your characters, like the message, like, is there always a message in, within the stories? Like your, like, is that, uh, of course everyone writes for different reasons and we all love to, but do you feel like your characters have something like they want to, like, is it like a type of redemption they're trying to reach or any, any specifics on that? Um,
0: focus? not necessarily, but the message that, um, uh... I try to put in all my books because all my books have diversity in them. Whether it's the main characters or their supporting characters, there are always uh, diverse characters. I like to write strong females, but not females. That they act as if they don't need a male. (laughs) They still need a male. It's just that they are strong characters. But all of my characters, uh, I just like to make sure that I put strength in all my characters and that they're always fighting for what they believe in it's like i've got a, a story coming up next year uh, it's my first male male romance and that is a he's a tragic character he's fighting for what he believes in he's fighting to find himself and the guy that he falls in love with is also fighting for those same things so i i guess the overall thing is that just stand up for what you believe in regardless of yes. who you are what color you are whether you're male female whatever just if it's something you believe in then you should be willing to stand up for it
1: and and fight for it yeah fight for what you believe don't let anyone stand in your way exactly yeah if you believe in it you need to you need to go for it exactly well that's that's amazing and like I said it's been a, it's been a pleasure you know to have you today uh, SF Chantella you know you've been a a great uh person to interact with and i hope you enjoyed this this uh, oh one-on-one i one interview here and i hope i and i keep interrupting you and i do apologize oh, sometimes okay. in the middle normally i do these interviews earlier because it's quieter and i do apologize for any background noise i have kids i have two middle schoolers and a eight-year-old and the middle schoolers sometimes they're quiet and i'm like this is why i usually do it during the day <laughs> Here.
0: <laughs> hey, I didn't hear anything, Sylvie. We're, we're fine. We're, oh, we are fine.
1: Well, uh, I'll, I'll just say background noise, background noise. <laughs> You're you fine. Music, it out when I add the music to it.
0: <laughs> no, this was a pleasure and I enjoyed uh, you having me on
1: your podcast.
0: Thanks so much for doing this.
1: Oh no, it, it's been amazing. Is there something you, we haven't asked you that you would like to say before we let you go? Because uh, I really enjoyed this chat with you on the Daily Whistle sign here on Anchor. And I do appreciate your time. Is there something you might want to add uh, to our conversation?
0: Um, if there was anything, I would really ask your listeners to, not just for me, but for all indie writers, to give us yes. all a fair try. It's It's really easy to stick with what you know to go in store and say, hey, I'm looking for, you know, J.K. Rowling's latest or Stephanie Meyer's latest. But if you're truly, truly an avid reader, give indie authors a shot. Uh, uh, I, I know, that, you know, people can stand up and say, well, maybe that's not that great, but you know what? You could find a bad book even in a traditionally published world. So uh, that shouldn't be a deterrent. It should be the story. That you yes. want to read, and if you want to read yes. something that's diverse or something that's just not what's mainstream, then you should definitely give independent authors a try.
1: Yes, thank you so much, and that you're that was, welcome. That's just I love that. I love that you said that. So this has been an amazing, amazing chat that we've had or interview with the wonderful and talented Chantella. Huddleston Benson or S.F. Benson. Author S.F. Benson is also Deera Fox. And uh, be sure to check out her books. Look her up on Facebook. She also gave out her email. And please download this interview. Share it. Share it everywhere. Listen to her advice. If you want to call in and give her a shout out. Any, any, uh, If you want to reach out to her, please feel free to call into the show. And we will share all of that with her as well. And this has been an amazing night. Thank you so much You're for welcome. your time and and this is Sylvia from the Daily signing off. And thank you for being here on Anchor. Appreciate it so much. Bye bye. Bye bye.